guys, I'm Shay Garaval. I am Deputy Director of Asian Women Festival and also the host for this podcast. So welcome along. We're joined um, with Lalita Saglani and also Nazia Katoon. And we're talking about a subject um, which actually in the last 18 months has had a lot of discussion. Um, it's becoming more prominent, which is a good thing. Um, but I suspect with the coronavirus pandemic, it's going to be something we're going to have to deal with for a long time. And that is mental health. Um, so Lalita, Nazia, thank you for joining us on the podcast. It's great to have you here. Um, Mental health, when we talk about this word mental health, I always think like it's so broad, it's really hard to home in what exactly you mean. You know, if you've got mental health illness or mental health problems, how do you deal with that? What should we be doing? And especially when you talk about the South Asian community, um, it's something that we always seem to brush under the carpet. Um, Nazia, you've always been really vocal about your personal journey and how you've used uh, health and fitness to get you through some of the hardest times in your life. Talk talk to us about your personal journey. Um, well, as far as I remember, like being young, it's always about trying to be something but you don't have a clue and who you're supposed to be yeah we have this identity clash in our community of being well I'm Bangladeshi my parents are from Bangladesh um I'm also British I'm also Muslim like yeah. which three do you which one do you identify like, where do you with? fit in exactly yeah. so I think I had a lot of issues growing up because we're not really told x y and z and then I really I, I would say I fell into the trap of having an eating disorder at the age of 16, purely because of the mainstream media, the fitness of how an image looks. Yeah. And this. Like the right body type or what you should be like. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, at the time when we were growing up, social media wasn't really alive then it was thank magazines. god i know right, right? Like, thank god there was yeah. i don't know how to deal with it that. was mostly television and magazines and it was just that one particular race that you see show up as yeah. health and fitness that embodies this particular way of looking and as a young female from a particular background and culture you see that as being the height of beauty and acceptance as well right and falling into the trap of you know um having an eating disorder bulimia binging anorexia your emotional state is everything i can't explain to people unless you go through that experience it's a very um tense moment and yeah. you know when you're growing up your hormones are changing you're trying to find yourself yeah. age 16 17 20 you're trying to find your place in the world and you're trying to look good to be accepted don't know where maybe mm. for yourself as well and every time I looked in the mirror it was just this person looking back full of hate full of loathe and mm. like such anger within mm. me for not looking a particular way and that right. was one of the catalysts I think I would say um tips me over for mm. my whole journey of my 20s and growing up as an adult because right. in our community we don't really speak about eating disorders it's seen as a western caucasian female issue right and we don't address it in certain societies cultures subcultures countries and everything so females in and men as well let's not forget they struggle with body image hugely and um i was a boxer for many years again something that went away from the normality of a bangladeshi female and at that time i was just trying to be me i was just trying to be nausea there was no trying to be famous there was no trying to be um anything but who nausea was and I had a lot of anger issues growing up you naturally right. do when you go through an eating disorder I guess yeah, yeah. Right? and then like no one yeah. you, there's no one around you who understands you exactly or even you know will acknowledge yeah that there's a problem yeah mm. and it's just like 
when I look back at that young Nazia and I connect with her on old pictures, I feel so sad for her. It was just like this look of loss, mm. needing help, needing rescuing, needing saving. Yeah. And as much as I say this, fitness was my savior in so many respects and so many ways. It was also a curse to me at a young age because mm. I wasn't taught how to use fitness in the best ways. Right. We're following trends. We're following mainstream media. There's nothing there to educate us. And then um, I started falling in love with this fitness idea of fitness. But I didn't realize what it was doing to me at that time, yeah. being a boxer, building that mental resilience, building that determination, the consistency of just going through life, battling through life until I changed my career to be a personal train trainer. And that was against me from the time I wanted to be a PT because, you know, you're not supposed to be a personal trainer because it's never heard of in the yeah. Bangladesh community or the Asian community, right? And I spiraled into depression without even realizing it. But when I think about it now, I stopped boxing. Yeah. I wasn't getting the natural kick, the element of feeling good in an environment where yeah. I was confident in the ring, right? Yeah. And all of a sudden, I'm like, what do I do? I've come out of job. And it was a very tough time. And I managed to overcome it. But it took me a long time to overcome and you've, it. You've been really open and vocal yeah. about this, which I think not a lot of people are, especially yeah. in the sports industry. Yes. You know, you've won Sportswoman of the Year. You've you've got Woman of Excellence Award. You've done so much, mm. but at the same time, many people are only now coming to understand that you know the mental health issues that you've been through. Lolita, mm. is this is this really common? You know, because you were nodding a, a, to a lot of what Nazia was saying, and the irony of this is we don't, as Asian women, really talk about it. But is this really common? This kind of real clash of identity. I'm not having that understand within our communities about our mental health and yeah. which can then just, we never deal with it at a young age. So it can really uh, come back later on in life as well. And I think it is that because at a young age, um, and I think it's about the community that you're growing up in and what you don't know, you don't know. So parents are coming from their perspective. They think they're doing what they're doing is best for their kids. So they're giving their kids like, you need to go to school, you need this education, and they're pushing them in the direction that they think is right for them. Mm. But it's not right for that individual who's going through what they're going through. So when you're nodding, it's the first time I've heard that story um, of what you've been through. So I was like, yes, I get it. I get it. Yeah. And, there's been so many awakening moments for you, which has pushed you into the direction yeah. to really help you understand um, what is going on for you. But when people are being pushed into or pressured into going down a route, so they're going down a route of, for example, university and they're, they're doing a, a course of dentistry. Mm. Um, so it's um, individuals that I have worked with where they've said, I'm doing this, but I'm just so unhappy. But everyone around mm. me is like, oh, you're this, you're a doctor, you're, you're doing this, you're living the life. And they feel like, well, I'm not really living the life. I'm really unhappy and I'm putting on this mask. And it's only when they start to sort of look into these emotions of what these emotions are saying, like the, the depression might come up, they're feeling very low, they're not getting satisfaction out of being around friends or with family where they started to question like what is going on for me what is happening trying to understand okay what does this mean and what feels right for me what brings me joy what brings me happiness so going back to um the the sort of like the upbringing you may not have gone um or been pushed into boxing because it's not something that is is uh, um, sort of accepted within the community yeah. so the community are trying or family are trying to push you into a direction that is accepting for what other people might think is accepting. Yeah. So that's where it's the, the the pressure comes and that individual never gets to be nurtured in the way that they need to be nurtured. But what would you say though, like, like come on, let's be, 
let's just strip this down. You yeah. know, our parents had a lot to deal with, right? Definitely. For those parents that immigrated to this country, they had to deal with things like racism, not even being able to get the right jobs with the qualifications that they had. You know, a lot of them, you know, being stripped away from their own personal identities and then they're bringing up children. So can you understand where like when, when you know, we as the second or third generation are sat there saying, oh, I'm not happy. They're like, what are you talking yeah. about? Yeah. You know, I have done all of this for you. I have given you the world and now you're sat here just saying you're not happy that that you know that for mm. that generation it, it just won't compute in their minds when they're like well hold on you've got everything yeah, I didn't yeah. have plus more and you're telling me you're still not happy mm. and this is where it comes like really goes deeper into attachments and really understanding attachments because when you look at parents and sometimes as a parent you give your child what you think your child needs because you didn't get it as a child right but it's seeing the child as being an individual um, person and also having the the sort of mindset to be open and to want to understand what is going on for your child like I've been in therapy where um, it's it's come to a point of like desperation where the individual may be self-harming or suicidal and that parent is like that's when the parent is wanting to or willing to listen to what's going on for the individual because that's when they feel like okay I need to do something now and that's yeah. when the it sort of gets real for them if that makes sense you've got you've got this really um great program you've got the eight-week program called mindset shift which teaches people how to you know to be in love with themselves um but I just suspect, you know, have you ever had people when you say that to them, do they just laugh like, what do you mean be in love with myself? I am me. Like, do people understand that concept? Um, I think it, with when it comes to self-love, people think it's a bit airy-fairy. Yeah. Like, what, what do you mean self-love? Yeah. And with self-love, there's so much underneath it. There's compassion to yourself. And it's like Nazia was saying, you have this battle that you're going through where there's part of you that's like, I shouldn't be doing this. This is not what I should be doing. I need to be doing this because you're trying to please the community. Then you've got your other side, which is like, no, 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 this is what I want to do. This is what I want to do. And then you, you're making the decisions that you make. You feel the guilt. You feel the shame. You feel all these different emotions. You feel the pressure. So you've got all these emotions going off there. You've got all these emotions going off there. So self-love just gives you all of an awareness and yeah. an understanding of what's going on. But I think it's the word self-love and it's just been thrown around so much. People are like, self-love, that's just like airy yeah, fairy. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. Like, how literally. has that been for you? Because um, you, you're really vocal about, yeah. you know, looking after number one now. yeah. I'm selfish when it comes to looking after my mental well-being Good on and you. everything. Yeah. And I love the fact that you're doing the eight-week self-love and the fact that it's coming from a South Asian woman. Because I tell you why, when I was going through my depression and I went to therapy, they couldn't understand me. They couldn't right. understand the conflict in my head. And again, it comes down to, I'm in conflict of trying to please my parents because I feel guilty I'm not making them happy with what they want me to be, but I've got to be me at the same time because right. we're in two different times, two different generations, two different whole way of thinking about life. Yeah. And in the same way as you do in your programs as well, like I use fitness as a catalyst, as a tool, as a resource to make people realize that you're the one that makes the whole difference in your mental well-being, loving yourself, is what gives you the freedom to be who you are and for me loving myself came at a time when I was sinking yeah it was at the worst time I realized a penny drop I go holy crap mm. I'm killing myself in the gym to get a six-pack to look good to look beautiful for who I don't even like looking at myself in the mirror yeah. so what is the point of having this body who am I trying to impress and it's forever like just clashing with yourself, with your emotions, and it's exhausting. It's, it is, yeah, but like yeah. I'm really intrigued. I want to come back to this yeah. point because I know for a fact you're not the first person that I've spoken to over the years who says that where they've, they've okay, 
they're dealing with their mental health and they finally go out to get help, which is huge, Mm. right? As a South Asian woman to do that, to actually say, I I need some therapy. Mm. Um, They do that. And when they do, guess what? The person sat opposite them doesn't look like them, doesn't have, you know, any kind of shared experience. And it doesn't even get what they're talking about. Like that is such a barrier, surely. 100%. And that is a beautiful point you made there. Because when I realized they won't, they weren't, able to help me do you know what I did I thought to myself hang on I'm not the only brown woman that lives in London yeah right (laughs) how many other females are doing this the same way as I have I wonder how many people are struggling like Nazia right and then my fitness journey took me on a path of discovery as well and Mm. that discovery was understanding neuroscience studying neuroscience Healing myself, actually, Mm. this is one of the most underrated things that we don't speak about in any platforms. Why healing your trauma, generation trauma, is so important for us to overcome the past and step into the best version of ourselves. So I said, there is never going to be a time in my life that when I train somebody, they're not going to get the best out of me. So knowing that therapy treated me like a clock, time, I'm done after 60 minutes when I'm just about to open up and tell you all my dark demons. (laughs) It's hard to open up. It's so hard to open up. And then somebody's saying, sorry, come back tomorrow or whenever. I thought, no. So I designed my program to a 12-week in a way where I was able to give back to these females with the knowledge and relating to me as well was Mm -hmm. so important. My own experience makes these females that come on the program, they just flourish when they do yeah, but it's, it's a different experience. Yeah. What has it been like for you, Lita? Because I, I suspect you must, there must be people like Nazia or myself who are walking in thinking, wow, finally, mm. someone who looks like me or at least has an understanding yeah. of the South yeah. Asian community. I think every time when someone wants to come in, you address what's going on for that individual, but you give them, you give them an insight into why they are the way that they are. So if they're presenting with anxiety, they're lacking in self-belief, they're coming in because they have an eating disorder or depression, it's really not not labeling them as um, they're, they're depressed or there's so much more underneath that. So it's mm. to try and understand or see them from a holistic perspective. And like yeah. you said, it is introducing fitness. It is introducing the talking side of things as well, because the talking, there's so many unspoken words yeah. that people have that they haven't been able to speak so when they come into therapy I get it they want to they want to just talk about everything and anything it's like you get it you get it and you, you're gonna help me overcome this as well so for example um if you don't build up that trust but having the right therapist is really important because it took me like three four attempts to find a therapist that I was like yeah. I'm comfortable with working with this person um and I remember one of my therapists she was just like looking at the clock <laughs> constantly and I instantly that completely just switched me off because I was yeah. like okay she's not interested or I'm all go. about that time yeah wow. so when you're working with someone in therapy it's so important to notice all of these things and bring it up in the room because it's that safe space to talk about the things that are going on for you so yeah definitely so when people do come in it's acknowledging them and seeing them for who they are not what they're what what they might be coming in with with the symptoms it's going deeper than that and really looking at okay you're saying you're anxious but let's go deeper and understand is that anxiety because of it's the battle with self is that anxiety because you're you feel like you're not being your true self like and you go into detail with that and you have a plan and you continue with that plan life conditions us like and brainwashes us to constantly feel like we're not good enough right it does. It's true. There's so and much then, around. Yeah. yeah. And then imagine as a South Asian woman, you're trying to be the good wife, the good doctor, the dentist, the accountant, the good daughter. You know, it's just so hard to think yeah. that you can own, have ownership with who you are, your yeah. name, right? Of you as an individual. And we're never encouraged to own our identity. 
in this society because people are we're, we're pleasers we're forever trying yeah. to please our parents our family who's gonna say what and i heard this so many times like oh if you become a boxer who's gonna marry you really yeah. who's gonna <laughs> yes what's your mother-in-law going to say yeah I'm like I'm 25. Yeah. So I'm planning to get married for a long time. But hey, anyway, I'm not here to please my mother-in-law. And it was all about who's going to marry you constantly. If you become yeah. a personal trainer, it's almost like you shot yourself in the foot because you're doing something different. But now I know me being a South Asian, Bangladeshi, female personal trainer in this is industry is so needed. And yeah. the under-representation of us mm. and yourself, we need it more. We need to stand up and show up. Yeah. we exist in a different narrative redefining the stereotypes as well in a way so what with that in mind for anyone who's listening right now what have been some of the I don't know tools that you have found to be useful for you to to help cope with your mental health because it's a journey there's it's not like you know it's not like a light bulb moment and then that's it everything's fixed and perfect yeah, yeah. right because life will throw curveballs you know life is a roller coaster you're gonna keep going through ups and downs it's not like a quick fix yeah like you know when you put a plaster and everything's done so yeah. what are the kind of coping mechanisms and tools that you found for you um and for your me, personal journey yeah. yeah i think for me personally it was two things that was a turning point one understanding i heard this lady talk at a an event and she was, she was just saying she was a leading hypnotherapist she was saying most people don't feel enough affirmations do affirmations in front of the mirror right right and i don't what does that mean like for anyone who doesn't know what that, i i get it but for anyone who doesn't yeah, know but it's what do you just mean? like telling yourself something to rewire your brain so for me it was i am enough yeah i found it so hard to believe it i love myself it's so cliche but i had to do it as a beginner starting stage at some point so just what to you get stand in front of the mirror yeah and you look at yourself but you know someone's gonna be like well hold on i do that in the morning i brush my teeth but you're actually saying yeah, talk yeah, to yourself yeah because yeah. i don't know the last time i've done that i don't look at myself in the mirror and then actually tell myself something about me yeah. That's language what you're doing. that we use to ourselves is so important and i wrote a book on five reasons why we don't lose weight effectively but it goes against everything what the fitness industry teaches us for example how language affects our physical bodies how we approach different things in our life the perspective how our reality is also created language is so important mm. and we're forever criticized by people we live in a very critical world with very like we always have negative news around us so you have to stay above it today's going to be a great day today's going to be amazing today i'm going to have the best day of my life yeah today i feel good and you know what's another thing that's really funny when we say we love ourselves it becomes an issue for some people as well yeah because mm -hmm. you become narcissistic or you're so full of yourself and everything yeah. so the journey for me started off just doing it quietly and then when I got brave, I started showing it. Because it worked for me. I want to show it to the yeah, whole exactly. world. Yeah, Why wouldn't I? I, <laughs> yeah, I want to share yeah. it. Yeah. And then writing gratitude lists every single morning saved me, honestly. Really? Honestly. Just writing down 10 things I'm grateful for every single day. Rewired the way, the parts of my brain. Because I'm living in the negative part being sad depressed it's a loop it's a yeah, negative loop. my yeah. emotions are a loop feedback telling me something needs to change right. but if i'm not changing it i'm forever going to stay in that state so just writing down 10 things every single morning and i do it i have my journal with me everywhere i go and it always helps me home back in those are the two things i live by 
Like, and my mm. affirmations change all the time. Yeah. And what what would you suggest, it's Lily? It's very to? similar to what mm. Nazi is saying around the self-talk. I think self-talk is very important and it's just listening out. So if, for example, you've gone out somewhere, you're doing something and you hear the, like, the little chitter-chatter mm. on the side, the inner critic screaming out to you saying, you shouldn't be doing this or don't do this or what's what, what your parents mm. going to say or what's your friends going to say. It's listening to that and but also challenging and understanding where that comes from because mm. it's like you said, Jay, you can easily just put a plaster on and be like, okay, right, tomorrow I'm going to do something else. But yeah. it is a life, it's a lifestyle change so you want to be changing your lifestyle and what you said is really powerful where journaling is really important mm. so at the end of the day um, you write down like okay what, what were two distressing things that happened to me today what were two things that were really difficult that I found that I couldn't I couldn't deal with or were quite distressing because what you do is you go back and you understand what was going on in that moment so you right. go back and you understand okay what was the triggers in that moment what was it was mm. it someone that said something did they do something did they touch something is what were the triggers for me so you're learning more about yourself so this becomes then the lifestyle change that you're looking for but what would you both say ladies like uh, I, I guarantee there's going to be people listening yeah. or watching this and they're going to be like yeah that's great you know I can do it for myself but it's the outside world and the biggest you know elephant in the room that we haven't talked about is social media and the part that it has to play um, in our mental health it can be positive and it can be negative as well what, what's your thoughts on this Lolita yeah I agree I think it can be positive and it can be negative and it's like what you said um, earlier about the quotes if you're just following all these quotes but actually if there's an insecurity within you if there's something going on within you and there's a conflict that's happening so um there's people that I know that I've worked with where they all they want is to be in a relationship and they go onto social media and they'll see all these happy couples and it's right. like you don't know what's going on behind the scenes for them yeah. but their mindset is that they can't see past that because all they want is they want that relationship they want that relationship because they think that's going to bring them happiness so they're on that journey and you can challenge them and you can help and support them with that um, but ultimately they need the tools to be able to know what's going on during that moment for them yeah. in social media but like we said it can be good and it can be bad so it is making sure that you have boundaries with social media going on limiting your time on it not just jumping on whenever you're free and then you, yeah. five hours later on TikTok yeah. or Instagram you're like oh what, what happened where's the time gone yeah. how, how has it been for you because that's a really interesting point that you know that we, we put almost like the best version of ourselves yeah, on, on social media yeah. but that's not always the case in terms no. of the life that we're living no so I mean when I came on the scene of the social media I really I don't know I just wanted to show up as me and yeah. it was just like every morning was different seven days in the week I was coming high low I just literally um, was happy one day sad yeah. the next and this is life yes yeah, 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 right? life. up and down yeah. yeah and it was amazing because when I saw the glamorous fitness coaches bums out this out and yeah. everything I'm like thinking hang on a minute I'm not doing enough here now I don't look good enough even as a coach and yeah. that stems from the habitual way I used to think about myself not feeling good enough from a very young age right and then I mean I'm just gonna try and educate people here as well your subconscious mind is the most powerful part of you. Yeah. We have these things that we do without even realizing it. First thing you wake up, you open your social media because it's an everyday thing that you've done yeah. and you've trained your mind to do it. Right. As much as we can train our mind to do something, we can untrain it to do something as well. Mm -hmm. And where the subconscious mind is taking in information, your mind is like this beautiful computer, neurons are working, firing. So wherever we take in, we're vibrating in our body, we're carrying that person's life, yeah. mixed messages everywhere. So we right. forget who we are. So yeah. social media, I always say, and I do this on a daily basis okay. as well. Okay, talk us through this. If I, I feel insecure, yeah. which I do, yeah. it's normal. Mm -hmm. When I'm having low times, I'm not feeling good, I'm watching the people married, going on holiday, yeah. whatever, I just deactivate them. 
until really? I feel safe to come back on that platform or follow them. Okay. It's not necessarily I'm hating on them. It's just right now I'm going into this comparing. It's like that boundary, isn't it, that you're yeah. putting in for yourself. Exactly. And that's what works for you. Exactly. Yeah. If yeah. I find myself comparing and I'm not feeling good about myself, let's mute, let's deactivate, let's move on. Okay, right? I like that. Is yeah. it, but you're not blocking a person, you're just saying we're putting a pause on you exactly. right now. I'm going to come back to yeah. this when I'm feeling in a yeah, better 100%. place. Because it's not about you, it's about me. Exactly. And how, and what I'm seeing and how that's affecting me and my yeah. mind. Yeah, I know it sounds a bit too much, but it no, works. It's trying to find something that keeps you safe, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And it's trying to be like, right, how can I keep myself safe right now? Because you exactly. know what it feels like to go back into that distressing place and you're like, I don't want to go back there. So exactly. in order to keep yourself safe, to prevent you from going back there, it's a prevention technique. Exactly. Yeah. But with that in mind, ladies, we look, we've got to talk about the fact that sometimes the biggest thing, I mean, we have so many words in uh, South and within the South Asian community, within whether it's Gujarati, uh, Hindi, Urdu, Punjabi, whatever language, language we have like hundreds of words for love which I've always I think it's fantastic right whereas in English I can say I love my husband and I love my dog and it's the same word mm -hmm. but when it comes to mental health we don't have that language usually people just say bagel which means crazy yeah. and it's like crazy. you know the, the the biggest thing for me is that the misconception of mental health within our communities because if we don't have the right terminology to express to our loved ones what we're going through mentally and all they're going to think is you're crazy how are we going to deal with something that everybody is going through how are we going to ask for help how are we going to take that first step to identify I, I need some help now but it doesn't mean that I'm I've lost my mind yeah, and I've gone yeah. crazy I just need help if we don't even have the language like what, what are the first steps to, who do we approach how so do you, you can do that? go to your GP speak to your GP they can make a referral through um, NHS get you some support through them um, for therapy but also if you if you don't feel like therapy or you don't want to go down the route of um, finding um, a therapist through the GP you can go online and you can find there's different websites where you can find private therapists and I know um, Pink Ladu recently set one up for South Asian women mm. so if you feel like okay there's, there's I know I want to explore things and this is how I want to do it but it's also like what Nadia said, it's a holistic perspective where it's not just around what's going on in your mind. It's also using your fitness, your nutrition, everything comes together to give you that lifestyle. But there is a stigma around what mental health is. So as soon as you say mental health, people think there's something wrong with you or that yeah. I'm crazy. Yeah. And even people trying to go out and seek help, they're like, but this means I'm crazy. And I see in therapy, mm. people come in and they're like, is this confidential? I'm like, this is all confidential. But yeah. it's a massive fear that people hold that there's something wrong with me. So they carry that around until they get to a point where it's like okay I can't cope anymore now and that's when they start to get help but yeah. help is a you can get help beforehand and therapy is a place where you just it's a place a safe space for you to just be you for you to just really connect with yourself by understanding your emotions so when we talk about mental health it's also emotional health because yeah. it's the emotions that are coming up for you of anxiety depression when we talk about anxiety depression it's trying to understand the panic understand the low mood again the triggers and therapy gives you that safe space to do that but it's about again trying to find the right therapist for you but you can go online and there's so many different and platforms so many. Yeah. Um, and what would you say firstly about language and then about yeah. taking that step to ask for help I think you know like when I look back my journey I was in denial for l many months to right. understand I'm struggling I didn't put myself in a label or a box I've got mental health issues 
I put myself as a depressed category because I didn't know what depressed felt like before that. Okay. And those symptoms of not waking up, not wanting to do anything, severely feeling pulled. And then having these lucid dreams that you're dead or wanting yeah. to kill yourself. Those were my signs. I had to first embrace that. And I think first and foremost is acknowledge the fact that you probably are going through some kind of issue. Okay. Right? Mental health can be broken down into so many things. It could be anything. And like for me personally... I have a social platform. I wrote about these emotions. And what happened was other people were writing in the comments saying, me too. Okay. That didn't make me feel alone. And okay. if we all, every single one of us have a platform now, yeah. whether we have five followers, two followers, whatever. Mm. And it's showing up with your emotion that gives people the courage to speak about it. Mm. But what it does, it benefits you because you no longer feel alone. And when we're going through these emotional mm spirals we feel alone mm. when you feel alone it makes matters so much more worse and then it obviously um confide talk about it talking is so important depression comes from a state of feeling so suppressing our emotions and then repressing it then it gets to the point of depression and then you explode right like that volcano you don't have any control of it and it's like okay well now what do i do and it, before it gets to that stage just talk to somebody find people there's therapists available write down your emotions and just be kind and compassionate to yourself as well because i realized the moment i experienced depression i'm not the same person as i was before right i'm so much more different i can't be that person anymore even if i try i miss parts of me when i was young i missed that fire in me yeah but something changed within me and it calmed me down in a different way i found compassion for people i'm more kind and more kind uh, just kinder to myself in different ways and loving yourself right yeah, is what so I'm getting important. from this it's so important it, it's important to say we also have the Asian Women Festival directory so if you'd like further details and you're listening to this you can go to AWF directory for exactly what Lolita um, and also Nazia are talking about um, just finally ladies uh, you have got your own social media platform so I just wanted to take a moment because there's about a thousand things that I have a feeling people listening are going to be like well, ask this ask this Shay you mm. know we need to talk about this and you just Time is just one of those constraints where we can't. So if anyone wants to get in touch with you, um, Lolita, what's the best way for them to do that? Um, it'll be Instagram and my handle is at Dr. Lolita. So Lolita spell L-A-L-I-T-A-A. And what about yourself, um, Nazia? I think go to my website, Nazia Katoon, www.naziakatoon.com. Um, I've got eight week program coming up. You can register for that and then also purchase a book from there as well that has everything that speaks about mental health and how to fall in love with yourself, like a little process that I put in there. So. Well, look, um, Nazia and Alita, I've genuinely, it's been such a privilege and a pleasure having you here, ladies. And I know we're going to talk about this again, but thank you so much thank for you. sharing. Thank you. Thank yeah. you. I can't believe how fast it's gone. I know, it's flown oh. by, right? <laughs> thank you, ladies. Thank you very much.